What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What's up, everyone? It's Bo here from the TV Talk Podcast, and we got a Westworld TV Talk. What's this? No superheroes? No Star Wars? How dare he? That's right. That's right. I am more than my original programming. I'm not stuck in some loop of only doing the kind of TV shows that y'all want. This is TV Talk! And hopefully y'all want this too and some more. So uh, yeah, look, let's, uh, let's give a quick recap, okay? You got season one, season two, season three of Westworld. Season one was one of just the greatest seasons of television. I really, really enjoyed it very, very much. Love the concept of the, uh, you know, the parks and everything else. I remember seeing the promos for that season. It was during, uh, I don't want to say like the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, but maybe near, near the end of Game of Thrones. And HBO was like, hey, you know, <laughs> please don't cancel HBO. We've got more stuff. And, uh, and I was so confused by it because I saw like the weird robots and I saw the cowboys. I didn't quite figure out what was going on and it intrigued me. And I remember watching that first episode and being kind of blown away. I got really, really engrossed into the world of the, the parks and just thought the entire thing was so just fantastic. I loved it. I loved season one. Season two rolls around and I mean, you know, it's the natural next step for, for where the, the story was going. So it was fine. Uh, there, there were some things that I thought happened a little too quickly in season two that took a nice long time in season one, especially with kind of those, uh, the robots kind of coming to consciousness and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's also like the dude, the Batman dude, like the native Batman dude who was going around. He was awesome. That one episode in particular was probably one of like the most epic episodes of the series. And, you know, so it was, it was fine. It was fine for what it was. Then season three happened. Not a fan. I mean, I'm just going to just say it right. Like season three is like one of these uh, polarizing moments for the fan community in Westworld. Either you absolutely loved it and you were like, this is what I've been waiting for, or you absolutely hated it and you were like, okay, this is, this is a completely different series now. That's kind of where I felt with season three. It was okay, but it was a completely different series. Like the, the messaging it had, yes, was kind of similar and all this other stuff. And it kind of goes into you know, the way in which we create our own prisons and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but here's the deal. I, I missed the parks. I, mixed, I missed the gamification that I found so fascinating 
in the first, uh, well, and the second season for that matter, both the first and the second season. That to me was what Westworld was. And then season three was kind of a, a bold step, bold choices uh, to take the concepts and the theories and the ideas that they've kind of had throughout the Westworld franchise and really expand upon them outside of the world of Westworld to some extent. And that's okay. It's okay. It just needs to be okay. Season four. Okay. Spoilers for episode one of season four. Now, this is a mini, and throughout this season, I hope to do minis for every single episode uh, because I like talking about them. I like talking about it fresh. But because this is a mini, the way this works is I, this is not heavily researched. I don't remember everybody's names. I don't have the information right in front of me. You're getting fresh, raw reaction. And ideally, you're getting them kind of quick so that you know you and I, can we can re- you know, react to this in as close to real time as possible. Immediately, what is clear to me about Westworld Season 4 is the acknowledgement, almost almost sometimes to a, a little bit too self-referential degree, that Season 3 is done and that we are going to tell different kind of stories in Season 4 that get back to what people want while also pushing the envelope. You know, the, the, the idea of Dolores, we don't know what's going on with Dolores, okay? Or, you know, quote-unquote Christina. We don't know what her situation is. We don't, you know, there's a lot of questions about what is going on here, and that's fine. I actually love that. I love that we're kind of thrown right into the middle of this storyline with a familiar face, but a different name, a different story, a different personality. There's, there's all kinds of questions about what is going on with quote-unquote Christina right but through her story I got a lot of and I know this isn't necessarily a good thing but I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna say it anyway I got a lot of Matrix Revelations no wait Matrix Resurrections vibes from her story with a lot of like the self-referential oh these are the stories that people don't want to hear they want to hear these other kind of stories and you know yada 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 and it almost felt like a statement to the fans of how polarizing season three was maybe I'm reading too much into that but I actually kind of appreciate the fact that they are taking in some of that feedback, some of that criticism, if you will, for season three and moving forward. This entire season uh, takes place eight years after the events of season three. That whole riot that you know that happened at the end of season three, that was kind of, it wasn't like the kickoff to some sort of grand war or whatever. It was just riots and protests in the street that you know helped get to a place where they cut off the AI, they have no more, or at least they have fewer robots working and kind of replacing humans, and kind of that, that idea of robots replacing humans has been slowed to some extent, or, or if not totally canceled. And basically, they've rewritten the world outside of the parks at Westworld. Now, we still have the same you know problem that everybody's a robot, and I mean, I can't not help think about that. Like when Man, Man in Black shows up, I'm like, oh, okay, it's the William bot because William's dead and so he's a robot. And then when Christina's there, it's like, oh, it's Dolores who's a robot. And then there's Maeve. Well, there's Maeve and she's a robot. And actually, I believe right now, the only dude that we have that's not a robot is a, a, a Breaking Bad guy. I never saw Breaking Bad and I can't remember the guy's name. So as I mentioned, it's a mini. I can't, I, you know, whatever. Anyway, but Breaking Bad guy's there. He's got a family. He's got a kid. And we got through some flashbacks that after the events of the riots at the end of season three, he and Maeve kind of went on this whole, they had this like little crusade, maybe this little pocket uh, terrorist cell to some extent that went around and was like blowing up stuff and, you know, oh, it's for the revolution. And, you know, it probably was what it was. And then it kind of, you know, quote unquote, won. 
and robots stopped being used the way they were used. AI stopped being applied the way it was applied, and everybody went back to normal life. I love the idea that, you know, we see Breaking Bad Dude at the beginning of the series is kind of right back where he was at the beginning of season three. He just doesn't have a robot friend. Now he has a human friend who is able to speak out against, you know, what he believes or speak for what he believes and that sort of thing. And so it's a different world. But at the same time, is it? And this is where I actually think that season four is heading in the right direction. So the concept of Dolores or Christina or Christina Loris or whatever we want to call her, working for this large gaming company, she writes these characters and in kind of a stranger than fiction type of way, it appears that the stories that she's writing are becoming real or are being real. And I got to think that we are seeing an evolution of Westworld. And what I mean by that is is not necessarily the park or, or the series. I mean, the concept of the park is evolved so that now it's no longer Disney World, so to speak, that we're pulling from. It's more of like Pokemon Go. I think that what we are seeing is that this company that Dolores works for is an ARG company where they are creating you know, interactive games in the real world. And they have Delos style robots kind of throughout the population as NPCs. So we've seen this to some extent, right? Like we've seen that, you know, those Delos robots, they're out of the park. They were trying to kill Maeve uh, while she was off living in a cabin somewhere. Uh, and, and, you know, she's able to rip off their heads and, you know, jack directly into their brains. We see that this guy that has been stalking uh, Christina Loris, has, you know, put the maze out on her porch. Um, it's possible that she doesn't even know that she is an NPC in the world. Like, so she's actually, you know, machines creating machines. Like she's actually the one that is writing these stories and she would know, and maybe she's been caught and reprogrammed. A lot can happen in eight years. So we don't know what her situation is. Uh, the guy that throws himself off the roof. I don't think he was human. I think that he was a Delos style robot. And to further the point, freaking Teddy is back. I mean, like this is big spoilers y'all, but like at the end of it, Teddy is back at the end of it. I thought that was such a great moment. Uh, you know, talking about that desire for a happy ending. Like, let's be real. They're not going to get a happy ending. It's Westworld. They're all going to die. We know this, right? And so I thought it was sweet that Teddy came back. All right. Man in black out here. He's buying up land. Uh, he's buying up the, uh, the, the hub with all of, you know, the data inside of it. I think it is implied that that is where all of the uh, AI went at the end of season two, when they all kind of ascended into the cloud, into the satellites. Well, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they, the satellites just transitioned them into this massive warehouse uh, where their, you know, uh, I guess digital souls, so to speak, are being kept. Or it could be that this is where all of the, the souls of the, you know, the digital souls of the humans are being kept. We just don't know. He mentions that somebody stole it from him, it could be Maeve that he's referring to, or it could be his daughter, perhaps. Maybe he's after his daughter in the same way that Maeve was after her daughter. Now that he's a robot, like maybe having a robot daughter is, you know, okay with him. <laughs> I don't know. So we need to just kind of figure out what's going on there, but loved it. Uh, he's clearly got some sort of additional uh, techie stuff going on. Like now we see that it's not just horses uh, and buffalo, but Delos style flies are now out there, which is a terrifying prospect. So it's interesting to see what'll be happening here. Here's the thing. After season three, I didn't even know if I was going to watch season four. I really, you know, I get that a lot of people liked it for what it was. I was not one of those people. It just, it got away from the premise that I really fell in love with, with the original Westworld season. And it just, it wasn't for me. I watched it 
and I was kind of hopeful that things would change and it didn't. And it was what it was. This actually gets me more excited now. And now I, I could be wrong. I'm going based off of theories right now, right? The notion that, you know, what season three tried to do with the idea of like, okay, well, this is the natural evolution of the robots rebelling and let's, let's, let's kind of change the script a little bit. And, and what if humans are, are stuck in their own loops and that sort of thing of their own design and, you know, then we have kind of, you know, humans and robots teaming up as kind of this, this desired revolution against being caught out of your loops. You know, interestingly and interesting enough, but to me that got away from the parks, the gamification, the idea of kind of crafted narrative as opposed to just control. And what we see here, if I'm correct, is in season four, we're going to explore the evolution of what is Westworld when it's no longer just part, you know, contained inside the walls. Rather, not not just like what are robots when they're no longer like, you know, like it's it's yeah, they they revolt and they're crazy inside these walls, but what if they get free? No, but what about the concept of Westworld? What if like that level of narrative control? What if the game, what if the maze is all around us? And not in some like, oh, you're caught in the machine, man, but no, like literally what if there was actually stories being told. That's what ARGs are, right? That's what Pokemon Go, that's what Ingress, that's what, you know, um, uh, 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 geocaching. Like, like, what if that was kind of turned into, what if that the Delos technology was applied in that exact same kind of way so that the people around you, the people that you always treat as NPCs, what if some of those people actually are NPCs in a story that was crafted directly for you that you kind of opt in, opt out, and some of the population know what's going on, some of the population don't. That, I think, is fascinating. I think that's what's going on. That seems to be what's going on, but we don't know yet. So ew, if, that's, if that ends up being it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go back and recommend Westworld to people. I stopped what, recommending Westworld to people because season three was such a different show, and I just couldn't do it. But if season four is doing this, that's fascinating. And so I'm, I'm excited. We'll see where it ends up happening. Let us know your thoughts. Head over to tvtalk.fm for all our contact information. Uh, write in with your thoughts. You can use the hashtag WestworldTVTalk on Twitters and all that kind of good stuff. That's going to do it for me. But don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.